Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, Here we are on uh, End Times Friday, which is going to be aired January, I believe, the uh, 12th. And um, we are, uh, looks like you uh, uh, are no longer in your Christmas uh, study. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Probably the the rest of the house is still kind of Christmas, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I I managed to get one room undone uh, in time for for the taping. So this room is back to normal. The rest is still Christmas-fied at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it takes a while, doesn't it? With uh, it does. We're going through the same thing with our house. It's <laughs> starting to uh, come down, and uh, you know, because Linda is such a a great decorator, and and we use Michelle's stuff that she had, where we combined them. Um, they translate. She's going to decide whether the the next season usually is Valentine's and then spring right, Easter. Right, and she goes all out for that too, right? She does, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not quite as much as Christmas, but it's pretty pretty much. <laughs> right, right. So she has yeah. to have help. So uh, that person is over today. And they'll, uh, it'll, when I come home uh, today, uh, I will find out. Uh, did, did they did they decide to do Valentine's or Easter? Just jump right to Easter, you know. <laughs> That's a riot. That's great. It'll be interesting to see. Um, so we had a great uh, Christmas, and and uh, we uh, went skiing. We'll uh, enjoyed it up in Beaver Creek uh, with our fam- nice. family, and had a really good time skiing and just relaxing and being in the Word and praying together, and that was good. And um, uh, it was really enjoyable. I came home, had a great um, uh, New Year's Eve party. We invited, uh, you know, the uh, our, the grandsons invited their friends, and then we um, invited friends over. And Peter and Cher invited friends over, and we. Yeah. Linda uh, sent me a picture of her all dolled up in in twenties type attire. She was that she, for <laughs> was that she, for New Year's? I, th- no, I thought no. maybe no. no she's. Um, uh, we are headed over to um, uh, in the May for our leader retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, we have rented uh, the uh, villa, right? That's in the Downton Abbey movie number two. The summer, the summer villa in the, France. The right? summer yeah. villa in France, and uh, we've rented it, which was uh, amazing, miraculous that, that we found out about it and could do it. Um, and so we've rented that, and one of the things we're going to do is have a ball, mm-hmm. um, kind of like what they did there. And we've already got a band, and um, and so it's fun. It's uh, we're going to try, you know, have everybody kind of dress up as uh, Roaring Twenty. Uh, That's so fantastic. Linda, Linda bought a, a dress, and interesting uh. enough, um, our club uh, is having a Roaring Twenties night, so she's going to wear it to that. Uh, and okay. We'll, I we'll, assumed that was for New Year's. We'll, okay. We'll see how they uh, handle all that because that'll be good input. There uh, you go. Of what, yeah. we, what we should do, you know, in France. So that'll be fun. Um, 
So um, I bought I bought a uh, an outfit with a top hat and all that cool nice. stuff. Nice, so. I love it. <laughs> so I love fun. it. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting and um, uh, and fun for us. So, yeah, Linda, we had a great party and uh, enjoyable and uh, starting a new year. And how about you? How was your very good? How was your holiday? Oh, it was so much fun. So much fun just to have everybody around. You know, we it's, this is the first year kind of making some new traditions because. You know, kids are getting married and moving off on their own, and so we're reinventing some some new traditions and then hanging on to some old ones. And it was a lot of fun, though. Had some great family time together, and uh, Christmas Day was just a joy, of course. And um, and then we went down for New Year's. We were down in Virginia visiting Dan's side of the family, um, so really enjoyed that. We only get to see them a couple times a year, so mm-hmm. that was that was really nice to get to spend that time. So it was a good, good vacation, good time together, good celebrating God, good celebrating just the joy and abundance of what he's given us and, and looking back on the year and reflecting and being thankful, all of the above, right? Yep. yep. Um, you know, as we talk about the uh, end times, you know, we there's a couple of things that have happened and are happening. Uh, over this last couple of weeks, uh, one, and we've, you know, we we know that um, everything centers on Israel, and therefore, what happens in Israel is something we need to pay attention to and mm-hmm. keep observing. And what does it mean? And and we know that, you know, from October, they've been in this war with Hamas. Uh, Hamas is a radical um, uh, Muslim group mm-hmm. on the south of Israel in Gaza, what they call Gaza, which is actually officially, you know, uh, in a way part of Israel. Uh, it's not, it's not a no man's land and it's mm-hmm. not, it's not Egypt, but, right. but it's been occupied by, uh, the Hamas and the Muslim, uh, uh activity there for, you know, ever since, uh, really, uh, ever since the, uh, the nations became, uh, you know, the Israel became a nation, um, and they've just gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. And they, uh, Hamas, uh, as we know, initiated a war mm-hmm. on October the 7th where they, and they, in the past, and I'm talking about the last five years, typically they they um, operate as a nuisance. Right. Uh, it's, it's they send missiles periodically. Mm-hmm. Um because of what's called the Iron Dome that Israel has, technology-wise, uh, they can intercept these missiles pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just a matter of how much do they, they put up at once and, and how do they shoot them down. And the, the system is so clever that it monitors the trajectory of that missile. And then if it's going to be in an uninhabited area, they let it hit. Mm-hmm. If it's going to hit something or hit people, they'll shoot it down. Right. Um, and so for the last five years, yeah, every month or two or three, they shoot up missiles. They shoot them down. Um, it's irritating. You know, it's 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 a threat. Um, and uh, as we knew, you know, pri- right prior to the October of war, uh, actually Saudi Arabia and Israel were working on a peace treaty, mm-hmm. and Saudi Arabia had represented that Hamas. Remember, think think of where Israel is. Uh, Mediterranean, it would be on the west, right? Um, 
South is Gaza with Hamas. Below that, by the way, is Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, next to them on the east is Jordan. Next to Jordan on the east is Iraq. Next to Iraq on the east is Iran. Okay. North is Lebanon. Mm-hmm. And that is another radical Muslim group. That's where the Hezbollah group he- is. He- Hezbollah right? is operating out okay. of Lebanon on the north. North of them, you know, of course, is, is Saudi Arabia, but also uh, Syria, mm-hmm. radical, and Turkey, radical. Uh, okay, so the players is um, the Muslims have several sects sext, C-S-E-C-T-S, um, <laughs> that operate, and they actually also fight each other mm-hmm. uh, because they, they don't think the other party is as pure or as good as they are. So um, be, uh, they have several of those, but the two primary ones would be called the Sunnis. Mm-hmm. The Sunnis are uh, moderate, Right. They basically have said, yeah, we, we, we do believe in our religion, and yes, we, we do believe that we're supposed to you know, uh, remain this, this way. But they've accepted that they can, they can participate, cooperate with what's called the Western world, which would mm-hmm. be the United States, Israel, Europe. Um, and, of course, they cooperate also with the Eastern world, which would be Russia and China. Um, and... The biggest reason <laughs> is really kind of simple. We're the great purchaser of their oil. Right. So and, there's some economic incentive to And they're nice. super rich. <laughs> they're super rich because of it. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, they don't want to mess that up. Um, so they sell oil, you know, to the, to the West uh, and cooperate with the West. And so they've been uh, working with uh, Israel. Um, and so... The Sunnis, the, the big players with the Sunnis would be uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, Kuwait, Jordan, Egypt, uh, UAE, uh, Bahrain. Uh, these would all be Sunni comp- countries that are have already or were working on peace treaties with Israel. Okay. Um, and it was, again, for the purpose of trade and economics, mm-hmm. as well as... Um, because the radicals are Shiite, the Sunnis, they don't want to go to war with the Shiites directly. Mm-hmm. But they know Israel will and, and work at, at trying to take out their ability to fight the rest of that region. Right. Um, so they support Israel. Uh, we don't want to do it directly, but we're going to support you who know that we, you will do it and we'll, we'll basically let you mm-hmm. do it. And they can fly over our countries and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's why they're cooperating with Israel. Well, um, in this case, um, you've got Iran, which is the, the most radical. Uh, you've got a big faction of Iraq, Turkey, Syria, Lebanon. Lebanon is, is Hezbollah. Mm-hmm. And then Hamas is, is Gaza. Ha- Hamas, interesting enough, isn't Shiite. It's Sunni. Um, yeah. And they they have become, but they've been very radicalized. And they're the only Sunni nation that is what we, we would call radical and not moderate. Okay. And so they joined, linked up mm-hmm. with the Shiites. 
Iran, Lebanon, Hezbollah, and so they, you know, Iran on the on the east, and uh, who can buy the, by the way lob missiles from there as well, uh, and they're getting close to a nuclear weapon, which is what Israel is trying to prevent, um, and uh, Hamas on the south and Hezbollah on the north. Well, in the past, yeah, Hezbollah once in a while they'd irritate, you know, northern side. Mm-hmm. Hamas on the south, they'd irritate the southern side. Uh, but on October 7th, by the way, a few days after he, uh, after Netanyahu says, uh, we are never closer than we are today uh, with at being at peace. Right. Because Saudi Arabia had represented that Hamas, uh, Hezbollah, Iran, were going to soften their positions to allow for peace. Mm-hmm. Well, the surprise was that Hamas actually was going the other direction with the support of Iran mm-hmm. and attacked. They didn't just do a nuisance thing. They went into cities and they went into a music festival. They went into sporting mm-hmm. events and they killed over a thousand people uh, by ground, you know, ground war. Uh, right. they, they launched 3000 missiles at once. Right. Took hostages, everything. Uh, uh, took yeah. hostages, you know, had lots of killing uh, that happened from the missiles because they couldn't, couldn't uh, detain them all. And, um, and they basically launched mm-hmm. a major war. Um, well, Israel <laughs> says, okay, that's it. Well, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, we're not taking this anymore. Uh, we're coming after you. Um, and so they... They start coming after Hamas in Gaza, and you know, and as you look at at the way war happens today, mm-hmm. um, there's a it's kind of a worldwide. It's it's a little bit of of how they try to at least do it, and that is look, we know that the military is the one that's promoting this war. Mm-hmm. It's not all the citizens who are caught in that right. geography. And so right. Israel knows, well, wait a minute, there's there's a couple million people in Gaza that if they if they wipe it out, I mean, they could literally, if they wanted to, just kill two million people and destroy the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so they said, okay, we'll, we're coming after you. And we're going to try to work so that the citizens can, can uh, depart the cities Mm-hmm. Get protected, get you know, get food, get all this stuff while we you know get going, um, and so they uh, they did launch missiles on military sites, um, and then they basically said we're coming in and we're going to destroy uh, the area. So citizens, you need to leave. Right. Well, of course, a lot of them either could or couldn't, and it's hard to get out. Interesting enough. Hard. No, no one wanted them to come in either. Right. Interesting <laughs> enough. Yeah. The the. Um, the moderate Egypt, Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, they said we're not going to take them. Right. Uh, we don't want them here, um, and so they're kind of stuck in that. So Israel was uh, had a, a waiting game. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll wait here at the border and wait and wait and wait. Um, and they were asked to wait, and they finally said, "Okay, we waited long enough. We're going in." And they went in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I when I say go in, they went in with a ground war. Right. Uh, tanks and and uh, and military, uh, and so they have since October, particularly over the last four weeks, 
um, they have basically completely uh, shut down Hamas. And they're, they've captured, killed leaders. They've destroyed supplies. They've gone into the tunnels, mm-hmm. um, which they built this extensive tunnel system under hospitals, under uh, schools, you know, uh, synagogues, etc. Uh, and they're in there, and they're and they're basically, um, you know, going after it. And they've been requested by the world, particularly the United Nations, is would you cease fire and stop the war? Mm-hmm. And Israel, the last couple of weeks, said, no, we're not doing that. Right. Uh, we are not going to ever have this happen again. And we're wiping out Hamas. And we're, mm-hmm. and we're, and we're going to take care of it. And, and they're, they're, we're, they're not going to be functioning anymore after we get done. And they said that in the last couple of weeks, what they said is they moved to another phase, which is now specifically working everything within Gaza to make sure that they can't return back and regain power, mm. um, and they're and they're succeeding at that. Um, and the world's caught a little bit in a. Well, we kind of understand it. If it right. was if it was us, I mean, think think in America. Mm-hmm. If we got if we got attacked on our border, and somebody came after us. We would want to wipe it out too, right? We we would we wouldn't tolerate it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to let that happen again to us, and we're going to do whatever we can to stop it. And that's why we people are caught with, yeah, we kind of see what you're doing and why you're doing it. It makes sense why you're doing it, but could you stop doing it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the answer is no. We're not doing it. They've said they've already said we're not doing. We're not stopping. We are not stopping. Uh, we don't care. Right. What, we're going after it. Um, Okay, well, the interesting thing is while that's happening, there's been a, a little bit of nuisance mm-hmm. by Hezbollah, nothing from Iran. And the question is, well, since they know what's happening to Hamas, why didn't they do an all-out war from the other directions, which would have caused Israel to you know, maybe, maybe struggle? But they, they haven't done it. They still haven't done it. Right. Um, and I... And, all I can understand as I've prayed about this is, well, Hamas is, is Sunni. Mm. And it's almost like, well, you know what? Uh, it's okay that they're gone and going to be gone. It doesn't mean we're going to be gone. Right. And we're not going to stop our position of, 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 of trying to eliminate Israel, uh, which, by the way, happens at the very end uh, during the tribulation. Is, is every, the whole world comes against Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, to try to try to eliminate them. So um, it's interesting to see. It doesn't appear that the war is going to escalate to all the factions joining together. Right. It's just going to wind up, I think, Hamas is going to be just neutralized. Mm-hmm. Um, now, typically, you know, what will happen is there's still leaders in Hamas. What they do is they go underground, so to speak. And they, they, they go quiet. They'll go quiet. Mm-hmm. It could be a year or two that they go quiet while they're trying to rebuild ultimately what they want to do. So right. it'll be interesting to see the outcome of it. But it apparently there'll be a moment when Israel, I believe Israel will say, we've, we've, we've been able to eliminate Hamas mm-hmm. to such a level that we, we can, in essence, stop the war because we don't need to anymore. Uh, yeah. but, the, but they're not going to stop until they do that. 
Right. Uh, I think another interesting thing that we have seen um, transpiring in this is the shift of public sentiment towards Israel. Yeah. Um, because of the media and in particular in this. And I see um, a younger generation in particular, um, whereas our generation grew up very loyal to Israel. I see more young people questioning and, you know, just it's an interesting thing to watch the sentiment shift, because when you talk about down the road, um, all of the world will come against Israel. At some point, there has to be some shifting in how people view it as well. Yeah. Now, and and you can see the beginnings just in this taking place. That being something that is shifting it to at least a little bit of a different sentiment um, in some ways. Which, yeah, yeah or whatever now, that's worth. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Now think about what you just said. Um, typically, the world is trying to. Um, come up with reasons for that mm-hmm. uh, well why would that be and what's happening what's causing that um, well <laughs> see you and I know uh, because we understand what really happens in the world mm-hmm. is spiritual right um, and it's uh, the game what we call the game of life we the, the typically even believers tend to operate in the natural Mm-hmm. And try to explain everything naturally, right? Uh, with um, how things happen and why they happen and what what causes them to happen. But if you're a student of the scriptures and you know what's behind it all, mm-hmm. God says, "Well, the real game is spiritual." Which is why Paul, for example, says, "This is in Ephesians chapter six. You're not fighting against flesh and blood, right?" You're fighting against powers and principalities, and the real game is happening at a spiritual level. And the battle um, is Satan. Remember, who's a uh, mm-hmm. a created angel who you know uh, re, uh, rebelled and then gathered the demonic angels with him and took over control of the world because the authority of the world was handed over by Adam and Eve when they when they right. failed at the uh, tree of life, um, uh, not tree of life, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, and so Satan has control of the world, still has control of the world. It's entropy, it's just destruction, kill, steal, and destroy. And the operating things that are happening is happening at a spiritual level. So behind all this, Satan is working to eliminate Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, now, by the way, Ultimately, his goal, which will happen during the tribulation, is to eliminate God mm-hmm. from earth. Uh, now, this is, this is really profound. Um, and these, these are why these two things come together. Um, think about God on earth today. Mm-hmm. How is God on earth today? Living in us. Living in us. See, we are the uh, carriers Mm -hmm. of the life, the power, the experience uh, of God, which we we talked last time when we talked about the rapture, was that um, unless we, uh, uh, you know, are removed, we prevent the fullness of Satan winning, Mm -hmm. winning completely on on earth. And he said, you know, we're we're the ones that are preventing that. 
So he says, okay, now um, there's two things, and we'll, and we'll get into this over the next several weeks, is Satan knows that um, the believers, there is a moment where we're raptured. Mm-hmm. So we're, we are taken out by God himself. Um, so he's counting on that, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, so that they're going to be removed. Um, so if, if the believers are gone, then all that leaves is Israel, because mm-hmm. interesting enough, you know, and this is where we have to understand it, is is before we're gone, Israel becomes believers. Mm. Um, and they have their eyes woken up from uh, Messiah, which remember in their in their view of it, is Messiah is the the ruler that comes in and rules on earth with Israel as the center, and it's right. all it's all a physical thing. Uh, that's been that's always been their view of the Messiah. Um, and by the way, uh, and we talked about this last time as well, is any scriptures that point to Jesus it's himself, like like Micah, like Isaiah. You know, all mm-hmm. there's just tons and tons of scriptures that are very specific, right, toward Christ and all the things that happen with Christ. The Jews have fundamentally uh, removed those from scripture mm-hmm. by, and the way they remove them is they never, they, they never teach on, they them, never right? teach on it, and they tell people, you know, just skip that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they maintain their position of Messiah. Well, what really happens is that. Uh, and I and I, Lynn and I have seen it happen already. Is that uh, there's now a conversation? Maybe Jesus is the Messiah, mm-hmm. and we need to understand that further. And there's now an interest. Um, and interesting enough, the war has actually stimulated a much stronger uh, perspective of Scripture on on everybody in Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they, you know, they have different parties like we do, but they because when war comes against you, and now you're threatened, you tend to kind of coalesce together and unify on a. And they and their interesting thing they're unifying is around, and this is being led by Netanyahu. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible says, the Bible says, and mm. uh, and so they're really going after this. So I think, uh, well, I know what happens for sure is that they become believers in Jesus Christ and be, mm-hmm. and become true believers and then that's why satan has to eliminate israel cuz they're the last one standing mm. um and that's why everything concentrates on israel because the believers are either um uh ones that that have accepted the mark of the beast that that don't that aren't operating with the spirit and has, in essence put it to death um or were raptured and Israel's left, and Satan, even though, he, you know, and remember, he he knows Revelation. He knows, mm-hmm. you know, the end of the book. He knows what is said. He still thinks, if I can just eliminate God on earth, I I can still win this game, mm. even though he can't. Remember, and Christ, right? Uh, by the way, uh, interesting enough, he doesn't. He doesn't really uh, try to say, I'm going to defeat believers. I'm going to defeat uh, Israel, who becomes believers, per se. 
because Christ said, I've already won the victory. Mm-hmm. The power is superior, and there's no, that's why when he says, you know, uh, I cast you out, the demon has to flee because he doesn't have, well, I'm going to fight you. He can't fight you. Right. He's already won the victory. Um, and so, but if he can kill everybody that has God within him and there's nobody left, mm-hmm. then he thinks he can he can remain on earth uh, under, under the control of it, which is still right. his goal. And remember, Satan's nature is kill, steal, and destroy, and it doesn't ever change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we understand that the battle is really spiritual, um, right? And so, you know, does this this war with Hamas does it make sense? Kind kinda. Uh, why are the, the Shiites not joining? Well, because they're not ready to. But uh, we see what's going to happen, and it's not going to be a natural thing. It's going to be because of what you said. Satan's at work already. Mm-hmm. particularly amongst younger people, mm-hmm. to think that Israel isn't that good and actually what they're doing is not right and they support the Palestinian, even when you talk about, well, wait a minute, Hamas is the one that initiated right. the war. Right. Yeah, but it's because they've been oppressing Hamas and mm-hmm. you know they have reasons for it. So um, it's spiritual. And what's going to happen in the next several weeks several years is that that anti-Israel is going to grow and grow and grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Not logically. It's going to be because it's spiritual. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's a really interesting thing. So um, we'll talk we'll talk more about this as we look at it. But watch, you know, watch the news, uh, see what happens. Interesting enough, I don't know if you've ex- observed this, but uh, now, right now, you have to really dig to find out what's happening over there. Uh, it's not openly reported much anymore. It's like, eh, yeah, whatever, you know, it has quieted <laughs> yeah. comparatively, right? Yeah, but but lots are happening, you know, and so and Israel is the center of all this, and um, and then we're going to talk, continue to talk over these next sessions about the rapture, which is a critical part of all of it. There's reasons from lots of different sides of the rapture. Why the rapture? What's the purpose of the rapture? Uh, when does it happen? Um, how does it work? And uh, we're going to go into depth. We talked last time about, uh, you know, the verses that we uh, looked at in Second uh, Thessalonians where mm-hmm. there was indication that it could be um, looked like it could be mid-trib or post-trib. Uh, it didn't appear that it, it was pre-trib in that right. discussion. Um, but we're going to keep looking at Scripture. And what, we're, what you and I are going to do is just let's just look at the Scripture Mm-hmm. And we'll see what it says and let the word stand on its own. We'll, exactly. pre- we'll present it what it is. And then people can come to their own conclusions about it. And the only thing we would encourage people to do is keep receiving the word. And as you're abiding in the word, which is what we teach, uh, read what it says. What does it say? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, what doesn't it say? Yeah. Um, and then... Let's go ask God further. Okay, tell me more. How do I interpret this? How am I supposed to understand this? And all we're urging people is don't don't let somebody else decide for you. This is what abiding is all about. You have the privilege of God living within you, the mm-hmm. author, who can explain things to you and keep asking <laughs> keep ask keep asking the questions. Be open to truth as opposed to, well, I already know because my pastor says or my denomination right. says is, well, God says 
don't rely on other than me to d guide and direct you. I'll use, I'll use people to assist, but ultimately it's got to be you and me discussing the truth. You know? And mm -hmm. so that's, that's how we're urging people to do is, is pay attention to this, care about it, uh, and be open to it, particularly as we get into it. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, understanding what is going on over there uh, in Israel. And we pray for clarity. We pray for understanding, wisdom. Show us uh, the impact of this as we're to understand it as a setting things up for the future and how we are to receive that and then process it. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for joining us, everyone. If you have questions, send them in to us at questions at abideministries.com. And we'd love to talk about it. Yep. We'll have see a you great then. day. We'll yep. see you next time. All right. See you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.